Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Our guests today, Maria Luhuvud and Luve Martinson, are the co-directors of the documentary film Calendar Girls. It's the story of women 60 years old and older living in southwest Florida. They love to dance and they love to bond over glitter and put on a show. But under the veil of fake eyelashes and unicorn horns lurks a deeper truth of what aging women face within society. Sisterhood, love, loss all come into play in this uplifting film about trying to age on your own terms and a refusal to become invisible. It is a life-affirming film. It's a feel-good documentary that shakes up the outdated images of what it means to be an old lady. Joining us today, the co-directors of Calendar Girls, Maria Lahuvud and Luve Martinson. Welcome to Film School Radio. Thank Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for being here. I just fell in love with this film. I, I have to tell you, I'll be perfectly honest with you. When I was approached about doing the interview, I thought, is am I really going to care? Is this really going to be something I'd be interested in? You know, it's yeah. people get kind of kind of squeamish about even, you know, talking about older people. And, oh, my God, you know, there, it's just a lot of baggage around a, a subject like this. And the film won me over immediately. And from start to finish, it is such a... Beautifully done, empathetic, pulls you right into their stories, and you can't help but fall in love with these women and what they're doing. How did you come upon them, and what inspired you to want to do a documentary? Maria? Well, actually, we've never been in the film world. We've never done a film before, but we had an idea about working together in some way. And we happened to be in Florida because my dad used to live there part-time and we've been there in this specific city a lot, like every winter. And this time we were there with our our kids and we went to a kids event with a lot of tractors and ambulances and and cars, everything that a three-year-old boy would love. And that's what we thought we would do this day. And we did, but suddenly the calendar girls started to dance and that changed our life. Actually, (laughs) we didn't realize at that time, we just thought, oh, what is this? This is so interesting. I never seen a, actually, I don't think we've seen a senior dance team before. It's not that common in Sweden. There are senior dance teams, but for us, it was not what we used to. Not looking like the calendar girls do. No, not like with the sequins and the in the, the, the outfits and also their energy. It was very, very interesting to us. We were really happy about it and also thought, oh, it was interesting because in some ways it made us uncomfortable, to be honest. I don't know. It was mixed emotions. It was on one hand, it was only like, we were so happy to see this and we're so like impressed by them. And also we felt kind of almost like an embarrassment, you know, the feeling of, for their sake, are they? Why are they out doing this? Why do they? Are they in the need of attention, or what? What is the the reason they're doing this? And and that I think we realized very soon that the prejudice that we had, like yeah. the ageism that's living in us, 
it's so powerful, so strong. And yes, so we, so we thought, why are we thinking like this? We should only be happy. We should only think it's it's such a great thing to do. It's it's a bunch of ladies having a lot of fun with their friends. Sh we shouldn't feel embarrassed in any way. Yeah. But to be honest, we we did a little bit when we first saw them, and we thought, oh, this is so interesting. We have to to we want to know, more, yeah, know we more about just it. want to know more about them yeah. and. We contacted the leader of the group the same night, I think, and met up like the day after and did a short interview in a park. And just from that interview, we could really tell how big big of a thing this is for them uh, yes, and how, how dedicated they are and how much time they spend with this. So we realized that this we have to do something a film with this. Maybe we didn't know at that time that we would make a feature documentary, but we knew that this is we haven't seen anything like this in a film either and the subject feels so interesting so and i think their dedication was also very inspiring yeah. to us so we just decided just uh for the last week of our vacation let's film as much as we can with them and see what where that will take us and that's how it started your description of your feelings about this is what I was trying to say when you know in, in introducing you was was it is ageism, it is this impulse to say to someone who's older you need to act your age, yeah. which yes. in and of itself reinforces the notion of well what does that mean what are you telling me yeah. I should be doing yeah. sitting in a rocking chair somewhere not <laughs> doing anything or what what so and that's what I love about the film is they're not self-conscious about their age. I never got the impression watching them that they saw each other as anything but a, a good dancer, a good friend, somebody who was willing to put them... Performing is not easy for at any age, at any level, but to put yourself out there in these costumes that you're describing and putting themselves out there is in and of itself kind of a, a, an act of bravery. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really yes, we think exactly so. Absolutely. The, they're really brave and they're really not like caring about what anyone else are thinking. And to make that decision for yourself, I think it's a very good thing. I, I'm going to do this uh, and I'm not going to listen to any opinions on how I should do it. But it was interesting. We did a lot of interviews with a lot of women that's not in the film that much, but everyone told us that it's been a life that it's been a big change to to join the group because they have been it's been a kind of transformation for i guess all of them or at least most of them to to do this and that was the the transformation that everyone was talking about i think was the thing that that really made us got the idea that we we want to make a film that really about the present time of their lives and not about the past times because often when you see films about older people it's always about what did they do before they got old in their lives. Yes, like memories. Like, and... Now you're old, so now you can only talk about your past. And we really wanted to learn about their future and their present. We we realized we know so little about. It is, in many ways, it is a film about aging. It is. But we didn't want to make a film about aging, like putting in their how old they are, to talk a lot about that. It's just, oh, yeah, they happen to be 70, but that's that's not that important. It's more about the friendship. Then, of course, there are different things that you go through when in this certain age that a difference from being a teenager or a 40-year-old. 
You mentioned earlier that you uh, had, you shot about a week's worth while you were there. What impressed you when you got back and looked at the the footage you had shot? What was it that jumped out at you? you did, were you at that point already kind of diving into some of their lives or were you just kind of filming their uh, rehearsals or their performances? What were you, what'd you get in that first batch of, of uh, video that you shot? Uh, what we started with was uh, filming a dance sequence outside of their, in the parking lot outside their rehearsal space. That was the first first thing we did. Nothing uh, of this is in the feature film. I know, but what we filmed was uh, a dancing sequence that we, we didn't choreograph it but we did it together with them. We used one of their dances and made a short, um, like a, you can call it like a teaser from that. We mixed that with filming them dancing in their homes without all the costumes and like getting in close and doing interviews with them for just like, we spent maybe one or two hours at, at someone's home and filmed them dancing and interview them. When we watched the material, what we realized was the power of the dancing as a way of storytelling. Like you don't need to say that many words, just look at them move and you can read so much into that. And I think, yeah, I think that's very interesting, I guess for any anyone that's not a professional dancer to see someone dance, even on a dance floor, it says so much about a person, how a, how a person move and uh, maybe even more if you get to a certain age that you, I think what the, the limits of how you, how you move is also very interesting. Yes, it says so much. So I, what we realized from doing that teaser is, okay, we need to include dancing a lot in the feature documentary, not, not only filming their performances and practice, but to yeah. do some kind right. of choreographs. And I think also what we realized was because we had this material, and as as Maria said, we haven't done a film before. We haven't done anything. I work as a composer for film, but we have never done any actual films or or short films or anything. But when we had that material, we edited a small uh, teaser with it and started to think, okay, how do we proceed with this material? How do we get funding? How do we should we try to contact a producer or how do we do it? And then we just started applying for some funding just to continue filming. The thing that we actually could get funding with no experience and nothing with just this material also told us that this is very powerful. The material itself is so powerful and, and the theme is so not exploited or you have like, it's really a need for this. So yeah. Yeah. it really gave us confidence in this is a good idea for a film. Well, I will say, you know, I, I, in my opinion, dance is the original art for human beings. I yeah. would imagine in some ways it predates language, the movement, yeah. you know, movement sure. to express yourself, you know, way back yeah. when they were the cave people were, were yeah. running around who may not have had a, a, a sophisticated communic verbal communication, but language of the language of dance, the expression up through through dance of what's going on is I would imagine the first, and maybe it wasn't art at that time. It was a matter of survival, right? Yeah. There's something over that hill they're pointing at, right? That's coming for us. And <laughs> but that became something that we developed. I think it's so basic to human existence and human, yeah. human I being. Yes. I mean, just body language is also a form. Yeah, 
Yeah. Dancing. So, yeah. Well, course. one of the things that I really loved about this, in addition to documenting their routines, and you mentioned the parking lot and in parades and things like that, you also break away from that at various points in the film to do a much more of a a video, a singular video moment of them going through their routines. It felt very much not of the pr public performance, but of just something that you they put together through their choreography that felt like a standalone song that that you would see on a like an, an in another world where MTV would have videos <laughs> of senior people yeah. doing doing songs. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. am I right to say it? I mean, yeah. that's that's what you did. And I love the look of it. I love the what you were able to do with that during in that in those few songs that we see them doing those routines. Uh, yeah. the one that the one that really got to me was the the hand <laughs> the hand gestures that they were using. I just thought it was very creative and they were yeah. so so committed to doing it that you know. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, it's been we're really grateful that we that they never said no to us <laughs> when we we came up with this these ideas. Yeah. Oh, we should be in a beauty salon. We should do something and they said, oh, "Okay, yes." Most and of the, the times we didn't have a lot of time. It was like, "Okay, we have 1 hour. How many can be there? Let's do it." But they they always wanted to do what we what Yeah, for those uh, for those things we did the choreography we did it ourselves and we practiced with them and and uh, it was, was really a, a a lot of work from our side doing the, those choreographies and then just practicing and then actually filming it yeah uh, i bet it was i could tell and but I, it was also a, a very effective way of telling uh it has so such big part of the film of the story as well like telling one of the scenes I mean, the one you're talking about, that's that's the it's that scene is talking about, you know, beauty and what's yeah. what's uh, we had uh, some conflict in ourselves about how to feel about doing makeup and, and dressing up like this. It's also like it's hard to tell if it's only positive or is it are there some negatives in all the pressure on how okay. you, as a woman you're supposed to look great all the time and. Yes, some parts of us could say, "Oh, maybe so." You even at seventy, you you don't you have, you have to carry you still that have much to, like... about it. But at the same time, they said it gave them so much power, and we can say can tell ourselves that it's it could it make a big difference when you put on a red lipstick and when you put on the nice shoes. Yeah. Maybe you you get more confidence by doing that so we thought this is interesting it's not like yeah. it's either way it's right and the other way is, and we, it's we, not. we didn't want to have a standpoint in the the in the argument we we wanted it to be open for the viewer to and that that's the way the dancing work it's, it's not really saying anything about it it's just opening up the subjects to reflection i think well you open the film with catherine the the leader of the group walking down the road with only it looked like like an iPhone light on her as she's talking about what the group about the calendar girls and she's not made up she looks she looks very much just as she would if she uh walked into the kitchen she she yeah. looks like that and uh I just thought that was great it was a great way to open it up open the film get you know sort of acclimating the viewer to what we you would expect the rest of the film to be like yeah. And uh, a terrific way to do it. I, before we go any further, I just do want to remind people 
that uh, we are speaking with the co-directors, co-producers, many, many other hats, which to be worn in this wonderful documentary film called Calendar Girls. And we're talking to Maria Lovedev and Luve Mortensen. It is going to be playing here in Los Angeles at the Lemley Town Center in Encino. That's beginning on November 18th. Really look for this. And also it will be eventually, I'm sure, be released on multiple video platforms. It is being released through Greenwich Film Distributor, so be looking for it there as well as the many platforms that it will soon enough be on. So check it out, Calendar Girls. I also want to mention uh, congratulations on, first of all, it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for anybody who cares about that. that that's uh, that's pretty cool. And also, you were at Sundance. You were included in this year's uh, 2022 Sundance Film Festival. It's a great honor to be included no matter how and when, but uh, were you, how surprised were you when you, when you were told you were, you were in the festival or were you surprised? Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's our first film. So, but we didn't, we, I think at that time, everybody told us, oh, Sundance, that's the biggest thing. That's a great thing. It's, and we thought, oh yes, of course, that's a great thing. But I don't think we realized how much it it meant for the film. It yeah. has meant so much, actually, that people. But we didn't really, because we we were not in the documentaries or the film business <laughs> before, uh, in the, that sense. So we didn't really we we had never been to a film festival like like Sundance. No, never <laughs> to any film festival. I don't think. <laughs> I was one in Sweden before, yes. but but I didn't really. All this world was so new to us, but yes. we, we when we started working with people around us that told us this is so important to get into these yeah. festivals, and then you start just working. Okay, that's the goal. Then you start working to that goal. When working with the for us at least working with the documentary film, you just have to set a goal and focus on it hundred percent. So we weren't really surprised in that sense that you are working so hard for this goal. So when when it happens, of course you're surprised, but you all, you also like counted on this to happen until you get a no. Because before Sundance, we applied for other festivals, and that was the goal. And then when you get no from one festival, okay, what's the next goal? Right. And so, so of course we're surprised, and but at the same time, it's it's a part of the, <laughs> every everything about making a film like this is surprising in a sense. Yes. that it happened and then that things will work out I think but it's been a crazy year I think it's like it's been a year since they told us it was mid-November yeah so it's been a very special year actually yeah <laughs> well first of all to finish the film in, in time for Sundance <laughs> okay yeah. well, we have we, we're in a hurry I had to finish it before the festival and then just travel a lot, but it's been really fun. I can't imagine. I mean, what a ride uh, you've been on. And I think this is uh, certainly confirmation of your sensibilities as filmmakers. Uh, that's the takeaway. I would, you know, they're, you're doing good. <laughs> you're doing well. Somebody, and and uh, especially what you're, as you're describing, first time filmmakers and about a subject that you really wouldn't assume even yeah. that Sundance would care you know this is not the kind of thing that you uh, your your log line would get a lot of attention at Sundance but at yeah. the same time it's just because it's such a empathetic beautifully done film and it's entertaining and we we really fall in love with with the people who are in it 
my congratulations to you, truly, truly to both of you. Congrats. When, you, when you're making your next Sundance film, please come back. Please come back <laughs> yeah, on the program. Uh, look forward to more from you both. So congratulations on Calendar Girls. Thank you. Thank you. And also you. to add on your, uh, for the LA uh, screening on Friday the 18th, we're going to be there for a Q&A. Okay. Yes. Yes. The so, Saturdays, we, we, we will be there at least Friday 18th for the opening. Yeah. So and my very best. I, I do look forward to more work and thank you so very yeah, much. Sure. All right. We've been talking with the co-directors of the documentary film Calendar Girls, Luve Mortensen and Maria Lovedev. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.